Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Half Hour. I think that's what I'm calling this now, but welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Happy Friday. Happy April 1st. This is not an April, April Fool's. Fool's. This is not an April Fool's joke. <laughs> um, today my guest is Annie Downs, and Annie, you have joined me before. You were on like the early days of the podcast. You were number 13. <gasps> Unlucky number 13, and now I'm on April Fool's Day. What a joy. What's going on now? I like I mean, the category you put me in in your life, Jamie. <laughs> not that, but you were 13, and I just released this week number 82. So you were Dude, forever ago. That is amazing. That is so awesome. In fact, when people tell me, they're like, I'm starting from the beginning and I'm listening. I'm always like, oh, hold on. Cause it gets better. Like, right. Oh my gosh. You're like, just oh, don't quit halfway through. Please stay with it. I always Whatever. say, you're so good at this. No, I always say there's been good content since the beginning because my guests have been amazing, but it's just like technical and figuring things out. Yeah. We keep going. So um, I've told you this. This is a little different than the regular happy hour. Just going to ask you a couple questions, get to know you. But first, um, I first met you at IF, which I feel like I say that with a lot of my guests. But then I read one of your books and you have a new book coming out in like four days. Yes. Can you believe that? I mean, it's like, it's got to be, I've never been pregnant, but it's got to be a little bit like what it feels like when you think, this is the last weekend before my baby comes. I, I mean, like, that's what, I've heard people relate it to that. <laughs> I know. I'll let you know. I'll keep you updated if I ever get married and pregnant and birth a child. What the, but I'm like, I've already done it five times now. So Is this your fifth kid. book? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Jeez. I know. So, um, yeah, but this one is so, I mean, one time I saw Tom Hanks. Nope. One time I saw Tom Cruise talking about his movies. and they were different, like, yeah. They said, yeah, they said, which one is your favorite? And he was like, this one. And I was like, yeah, right. Just say Top Gun. We all know for sure it's Top Gun. But man, it is neat to see this one coming out to kind of have this last week to just kind of sit and like, man, next week, everybody reads this thing. And I have been living it for three years. It's really a really personal retelling of kind of the hell I've been through the last three years for my own version, mm-hmm. not compared to anyone else's, but yeah. a really hard last couple of years and, and how the Lord's brought me out of that. And so it's just, it's been really funny. Even my college roommate read it and she called me and she said, I love the book. It just made me so sad because I didn't know you were hurting. Mm. And I was like, I don't even know that I did, you know, like it's one of those where when you're in the middle of it, I almost didn't feel the fullness of the experience until I was writing it. So that, that makes me happy to see it come out next week, to birth it next week. We'll see how that goes. I did see you put on Instagram or something that this is like your most favorite book that you put out. And I did have the thought that you just talked about with Tom Cruise, where I was like, surely you say that about every book. But it sounds yeah, like you I really think, feel that way. And I think if we do this right, if we create art correctly, it's very similar to how you feel about your podcast. The most recent one is the one that you understand the best right? and the one that got your best attention currently and the one that is the best representation of who you are. 
Um, that doesn't mean it'll be my favorite book in 20 years. Yeah. But it, but today it really is the most Annie of any of my books and the most truthful and the most what you see is what you get because it's me right now. I mean, I just finished writing it like two months ago. Are you right? serious? So, yeah. So it starts in July of 13 and goes to the beginning of 2016. Wow. And so, so I think that's why, I mean, it's really dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, the reason the cover is the cult, the cover's dark blue. And my last book, let's all be brave was light, light, um, kind of khaki because mm-hmm. we want them to feel like day and night. Mm. We want them to feel like if the daytime says to you, you can do anything. The nighttime says to you, you're never going to survive this. Mm. And, and, I want you to believe that you can do anything and you're going to survive this. That's amazing. I read, I'm looking forward to reading this one. I think I have a copy coming in the mail, um, but I uh, read your last one. And what I really appreciate about your writing, and even I see that it's truthfulness now that I've known you, is that you are really just a real vulnerable, honest person within your words. um, And you live that way. And so I love reading that. And so I think that this is going to just exceed all my expectations as well. Oh, thanks, friend. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I think it'll be fun to to see what people think. You know, it's one of those where I'm like, at this point, we also have just gotten used to like, don't read reviews, don't believe reviews. You know, John Acuff says, don't believe the top 10% or the bottom 10%. That's good. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Oh, just believe that middle 80. You know, it's hysterical, Jamie, is the other week I spoke at an event and these two girls walked up to me, teenagers, and one girl said, you are the best speaker I've ever heard. And the other girl said, I slept through your whole talk. I hope you're not as boring <laughs> next time. <laughs> I was like, top 10%, yep. bottom 10%. There you go. Pick somewhere <laughs> in the like, middle. <laughs> I see both of you. <laughs> so I will talk about your book and let everyone know where they can find it. Okay, so I'm going to throw out some questions at you. I'm ready. And you just tell me what you got. Are you ready? This feels like a Friday thing to do. I'm feeling it. Doesn't it? Okay, what is something that you've read, watched, or heard that you can't stop recommending to other people? And you can do all three or you can pick one. Okay, so I love this this AMC show called Hell on Wheels. I've said hell twice on your podcast today. Ooh, I love it. Um, it's Hell on Wheels. It's about the building of the railroad western expansion in the late 1800s after the Civil War. Oh. And it is really interesting. And it's AMC, so it's, it, it is not going to give you what HBO is going to offer, but it's also not Disney Channel, right? I mean, there there's you go. A bit, it's probably rated PG, PG-13. Um, but it is just really interesting history. And what I love about it is they, um, are using real people's names during the time. So then you can like get all creepy and get on Wikipedia and and find out. Right. So, and like, you see how they're acting on this, on the show and they're actually kind of mimicking the real life person. So I think that's really interesting. I love it. Anything that you're reading or hearing that you can't stop recommending? Um, there is a new book that I've just started that I, well, I'm probably over halfway through. It's Andy Crouch's strong and weak mm-hmm. about what, le- what leadership looks like when you have authority and vulnerability. And it is really interesting. I think for anyone who's leading anything, even if it's your household or your company or a small group, it is, it is totally worth a read because he talks about how you excel in authority and in vulnerability. And he kind of goes through like, when you have all authority and no vulnerability, you're a tyrant, mm. right? And when you have no authority and no vulnerability, you're suffering. You're like a, you're a slave, mm-hmm. right? And interestingly, he kind of compares it to a cruise ship. He's like, you don't have any authority and you have no vulnerability. There's nothing risky here. You know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. And, but you don't get to pick what you eat and you don't get to pick where you go, mm. you know? And it's you don't really get to pick the shows, the same shows. Come on. 
That's it. And then if you don't have vulnerability, sorry, if you don't have authority, but have tons of vulnerability, then you are, oh gosh, let me think what that one is. I can't remember the fourth one. That's terrible, isn't it? Shows like, you have no the red force of the book. No authority, but tons of vulnerability. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so that's the fourth little quadrant. Mm -hmm. So he yep. goes, hold on, I'm pulling the book out so I can look at it. The, he goes through all the quadrants and like how we can live in those. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. No authority and um, vulnerability is suffering. Sorry, sorry. Okay. And no authority and no vulnerability is withdrawing. That's like a cruise ship. You, uh. just, you don't care. But it, you're suffering when you're fully vulnerable, but you have no authority. Okay. Um, so it's just really interesting. It's a great leadership book. Um, what am I listening to that I can't quit? I cannot quit the new Have It All Bethel live album. Oh. Right? Do you just love Thanks it? Jesus. How do they write that stuff? I want to be like, you say in one song what I cannot do in five books. So good. You know, I, I get stuck on an album. And then uh -huh. I, I, when a new album comes out, I, it's a little hard for me to move on. If that makes uh -huh. sense. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? What's it's your, like, what are you stuck on? The, the last one. Oh, listen, mm -hmm. I know. Yeah. Empire, no, Empire is a Hillsong. Uh, no, I got it right here. Is it called We Will Not Be Shaken? It is. Maybe it is. Okay. Okay. You're right. You're there right. You I just looked it up. We Will Not Be Shaken. Yeah. Yeah. I love that one really, actually, We Will Not Be Shaken and Empires were kind of my soundtrack when I was writing for Lo Looking for Lovely. It's kind of, I feel like. That's the cadence they have. They mm. sound to that cadence a little bit. And that matters. Do you do that when you're writing? When I'm writing, I'm always like, I want it to vibe with something. I want it to flow like a song. No, but I've, so heard, I've heard other people say, they'll be like, this book, I will always remember this soundtrack because I just played it nonstop when I was writing. Yes, that's right. I think you'll when you get to write in your, work, your new book, Stiff, you will feel that you'll like want to hear a certain yeah. rhythm. Yeah. Okay, I'll let you know. Okay, Annie, how do you recharge? You live a very busy life. Travel, speak, writing. I do. do you how know, do you actually, recharge? today I'm going to the movies. That's Is that a recharge a for you? Yeah, because you just can't do anything but sit there. Mm. If you're going to actually watch the movie, you have to put your phone down. You can't do anything but sit there. So that's really good for me to go. I try to go to the movies probably once or twice a month, mm -hmm. maybe. Mm -hmm. um, that's a real big one for me. And also, I, I really believe in... I have recently, I went to Israel in September of 2015 and, and the idea of Sabbath really stuck to me there. Mm. And it, which is kind of humorous because the Bible in the 10 commandments, we're like real careful to not murder people, but we don't care at all about Sabbath, right. you know, right? <laughs> they're sitting right there next to each other. And so, um, and so that's, that's big to me too. So about once a week, I try once a week to schedule in at least a half day where I don't wake up early, where I don't get on my phone. I just get up. I read the Bible. I kind of do anything that's rest or worship. Mm. I read a book called Garden City by John Mark Comer that's really, really great. And um, in Garden City, John Mark kind of talks about here's how we do Sabbath and here's what rest and worship looks like for us. And so that's my other recharge. And being with people, I love my friend's kids. Uh. I mean, like I could just be with my friend's kids all the time. And you know what? They love that because I remember someone told me when Aaron and I were newly married and even before we were married and we had an older couple that kind of really played a part in our life and we would always hang out with their kids. And they're like, listen, when people love your kids, you love them and you'll do anything for them. Oh, wow. And as a parent, I feel that way. Like if you See love that. my kids, man, you're in like yeah. whatever you want.
Like I'm, yeah. I'm in it. And I think it's fun because the beautiful thing is, is that if I can get four year olds to love me and hang out with me when they're 17 and they won't listen to their parents, their pa- I can be the middleman. That's exactly right. Right. Yep. And so I love that. I love being that for parents. I love being at that spot in a family. Yeah. And it's important. It really is. Um, okay. Annie, what is a specific app or a gadget or something about technology that you like think, cause it's not true. You think you can't live without. <laughs> You're like, Annie, <laughs> let me remind you, you actually are going to be fine. Um, okay. What app or gadget or piece of technology can I not live without? I mean, I'm not going to give the like, mm, iPhone answer. Okay. No, go wherever you want. But I would like to go a little bit deeper and say, I, um, I kind of can't live without my Fitbit. I just love it. I wear, I don't have the one that you wear on your arm. I have the one you wear on your hip, like kind of in your, uh, belt line. Oh, I didn't even know there was one you could wear on your hip. Oh yes, girl. Cause I just didn't, I, I'm, I, I'm, conservative with my wrists. I just want them to <laughs> not be covered in things. And so I, d- and I don't wear a watch. And so I just decided I did not want. Okay. So tell me why you're obsessed with this because I don't know that much about it, honestly. Yeah. So it's just fun for me because it kind of lets me know how stagnant or how movie I am, mm-hmm. how much I've moved or how much I haven't. Mm-hmm. And, and I really like knowing that, just knowing like, man, I thought this was a normal, I mean, it's the same as anything else you're keeping accountable to yourself. How many minutes you're on your phone, how many calories you're taking in, how many hours you're in a car. I mean, you can suddenly go like, gosh, I feel like I'm walking a lot today. And then you look down at your Fitbit, you're like, nope, I've only gotten 2000 steps. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so then you just kind of, there's this other side of me, Jamie, that we, you can make fun of. There's this other side of me that like kind of thinks, misses the days when people exercise because that was their life, like working in a field or oh, walking, mm-hmm. you know? So I kind of go like, how would my ancestors laugh at a treadmill? Like right. what would they think if they walked into a gym of like, I'm sorry, these people are all standing in place on the inside and running. <laughs> like I, I walked yeah. longer than you're going to run to go to work. That's it. That's it. That's it. I milked a cow at 4 a.m. <laughs> yeah. What did you jerks do? Right. So, so I kind of laugh sometimes at even saying things like this, but I do live in 2016. And in oh, yeah. 2016, I do not milk cows for my job. And but I do not wear walk a Fitbit. School, but I can wear a Fitbit and I can keep it. Because I, I feel, I mean, that's part of recharging for me too, is there's a place in Nashville called Radnor Lake that I go to a lot. Um, and, and I like to know when I do different paths at Radnor, how long each of them are. It's almost like an mm. experiment to mm-hmm. me. So. That's yeah. Well, I, I think that this would be something that I would really like because I was talking with a girlfriend the other day and she said she wants to get back into running. And I was like, oh, I miss running. I used to run. I have a bad back. Yeah. I was, and I made I, I always joke that I used to run with a girlfriend of mine, Laura, and we'd go out and run. And I'd be like, hey, do you have your stopwatch? And she's like, what do we need a stopwatch for? And I'm like, well, to see if we beat our last time. Like, what do you... What do you mean? Don't you want to know how far we've run and how fast we're going? So I'm the person that's like, I like to know, like, like you said, how far have I gone today? Like yesterday I went on a walk and my phone died halfway through. I came came home because it wouldn't tell me how long I had walked. Yeah. And to me it was pointless. I was like, well, I might as well go home. I don't even know. That's right. I don't even know how far I'm walking. Might as well go home. I celebrate myself. Exactly. what I even say out here. So I would probably (laughs) like a Fitbit. Oh, Okay. Annie, what is a dream that you had for yourself when you were younger that never came true? Like either it was something that was so outlandish, you just had to let it go or some circumstances forced you to let it go. Well, you know, one of the things I'll give you a serious answer and I'll give you a more child answer. A serious answer that my counselor and I have talked about is, you know, I want to be a wife and a mom and that will never be true in my 20s. You know, like because I'm 35. Right. 
So, right. so that was an interesting thing for her. My counselor would kind of go like, what if we mourned that? Mm. Like, what if you actually felt that? And what if you actually let yourself feel the depths of like, that will never happen for you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean I won't get married and have kids. I think I will. And I hope I will. But in my twenties, I won't. Mm-hmm. And so that's been an interesting thing to kind of go, what happens when a dream will never happen? Mm-hmm. That's fascinating to me. Do you um, think, can I ask a question Yeah, of course. real quick about that? Do you think that five years past that twenties mark, you know, you said you're 35. Yep. So six years past and when you're like, I thought my twenties were going to look like this and they didn't someone might be thinking, well, why do you even deal with it? You just move on. You made it to your thirties. It didn't happen. Let it go. Was it like a crucial point for you to actually like, cause you said, let's mourn this and grieve it. Could you have gone into your forties or could you gone into 37? Do you think that it's helped you heal by actually saying, I'm going to mourn that it didn't happen in my twenties? Yeah. I mean, I think that's true for anything that dies. You can pretend like it didn't die or you can feel what it feels like to let it die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. that's true of a plant or a pet or a person or yeah. a dream. Right, like, or you could even say this, Annie. You could say, actually, that wasn't really a dream. I, I, I just thought that, yeah, it wasn't really that important to me. And you can kind of devalue it, so then you might not hurt as much in, in your mind. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just am kind of coming into, and again, this is kind of what I've been writing about and living through the last couple of years. I'm just kind of growing into allowing myself to feel whatever I want to feel. That doesn't give me permission to behave however I want to behave, mm. but like. If I am sad about something, let's be sad. Mm-hmm. Like, let's call it what it is and feel sad and move. And it was so it was important to me to to grieve that to go like, oh, I have to call this a thing mm. because I was feeling it. I just didn't know what its name was. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure there are people who get to where I am and weren't and have never and we're like, oh, I, I'm I didn't know to be sad about that, and I actually don't feel sad about that. Right. But you don't yeah. have to. Yeah. You don't have to, but I needed, I needed that. Um, I needed to grieve that. Mm-hmm. That's good so for me. That's good. Um, I also always wanted to be on the Mickey Mouse Club. Oh, I like loved it. I loved every minute of it. We watched all the episodes. I mean, I just totally, totally loved it. So I am sorry that that will never be my life. That will never be for, you know, lots of reasons, but, um, right. <laughs> I, we didn't have cable growing up. And so I never saw this. Sh- like, I feel like I missed out on a little piece of childhood by not ever Don't seeing this. Mm-mm. Oh, I know. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. yeah so we're going to need to get that for you because <laughs> it's just great. Especially the, I mean, I remember watching, we watched the old ones from the sixties when I was like, because my mom ha- used to watch them and had them all. Um, back when we were kids in the eighties, but then in the early late eighties, early nineties, when it came on Disney channel, I mean, that was the show we built. I mean, we named our cat Fred after the guy Fred on the show. That's so funny. See, I have, I have zero context of this in my brain. Okay. So there's that. Well, I need you to, I'll send you some things. There you go. <laughs> I need, I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to invite everyone listening to send you. Some <laughs> yes, please. Oh, um, Annie, what's the best. So what's some of the best advice you've ever received? Oh gosh, some of the best advice. You know, there is, well, my, here's something my dad always says, prior proper planning prevents poor performance. Okay. One more time. Prior proper planning prevents poor performance. It's true. Yeah. And so what that says to me is like, I should never run out of gas Mm -hmm. because, and I should never miss a flight because of being late. Mm -hmm. You can miss a flight for other reasons, but you know, if I've planned well, Mm -hmm. I won't have poor performance. That does not mean that we can control all the things, but it certainly means that if I run out of gas on the side of the road, that's on me. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. 
that I, I know the dial. I know what it says. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably my, I mean, that's the piece it's hanging in my office. I think about it a lot. I mean, yeah, like, yeah I mean, I just, I feel like the world wants to hand us enough, um, spoiled, uh, rotten eggs mm-hmm. that I shouldn't be spoiling any myself. That's good. If I can help it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's really good. You know, I that's 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 a good piece of advice because I have felt that tension with um, working more now. Yeah. I'll over schedule. And so then I'll get to the end of the day and think, wait, I've scheduled two things 10 minutes apart. Like one's got to give, you know, yeah. like yeah. even for example, I called you like 12 minutes late because I didn't give myself enough time to drive home from the jail. You know what I mean? It was just like, right. that's really good. That's good. Yeah, prior proper planning prevents poor performance. Say it 17 times and see what comes out. Listen, yeah. <laughs> um, Annie, what is one thing that you do besides prior proper planning prevents poor performance yep. <laughs> that is directly tied to your success? Oh, directly tied to my success. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a that's a great question. Sabbath. I think Sabbath because I treat every week like there's six days I can work and one that I don't. Mm. Do you know what? I kind of compare it like I, I used to have a Toyota Camry that didn't have a backup camera. And so I'm an adult. So, and I've been driving for half my life. I know how to parallel park. I know how to back up. I know how to do all that. I could do all that fine. And then my car died and I got a new one that has a backup camera and everything I could do fine is so much easier with a backup camera. Right. That is how I feel about adding Sabbath to my week. Mm. I could do my week before, but everything is easier when I have half a day to a day off. That's really good. And I think that, well, Jess Conley was on the last happy half hour and she talked about working from rest. Yeah. It's the same thing you're talking about is like a lot of times we rest from our work Uh and then uh she's like, what if we switched it to work from our rest? And, and I'll admit that's hard for me. Um, because I always feel like, well, if I'm going to Sabbath, I need to be when the kids aren't here. If I'm going to really, truly rest, well, if they're not here, I should work or I should do laundry or I should record. You know what I mean? And so it is this conscious decision of saying, I'm actually not going to do that. But you also have to change your mindset of saying, and it's still valuable time. That's right. That's exactly right. That's what it is for me. I, I view it as wasted time yeah. and it's, it needs to be a mind switch. And I'll tell you the other thing that I don't see a lot of people who do our jobs do very much, but everyone in the music industry does, which is interesting because that's the city I live in, right? Is the city where everybody does music is the only thing that the musician does is write music and sing music and they pay people to do everything else. Mm. Right. So Mm -hmm. surrounding yourself with a team where you are giving them permission to excel at what they're really good at so that you can excel at what you're really good at. Yep. Makes all the difference. Yep. So that's a big thing I shoot to do as well as I try to surround myself and and hire people to work for me and with me that um that are really good at things that I am really not good at. It's so true. I, I'm, we, I told you before, someone's editing my show now. Yeah. And it was like one of the best things I've ever done for my show because yep. I really stink at editing and I hate it. But I really enjoy interviewing and I really enjoy finding, you know, that kind of stuff. And so it's, but I also have people that that's really hard to let go of things. Yeah. But I think yeah. that you just will that's experience it. And, it. And, and when you're running your own business, like we are, you just think, well, I, I can't pay somebody $12 an hour because where am I going to, and you go, I, I can't get that money back. How am I going to do this? You know, but then you just kind of have to go, well, if I'm spending my time on, um, scheduling things, then I'm not able to write or speak. That's exactly right. 
And, and if I can't do that, the, if the company closes, if mm-hmm. I can't do that. Yep. And That's so, exactly right. and so it's important to me to bring people on and, and to be, you know, I, I, I kind of have some ethos moments for my company and some, some words that we use around a lot. And, and I want to be known as a really generous company. Mm-hmm. And so we hire people because we also want to be generous. I want to make all of them really rich. I want everyone who works for me to be able to do whatever they want and be as generous as they want and not be stressed. And so yeah. that means I have to work really hard. Yeah, it's good. It's why I have somebody come clean my house. Yeah. You Listen, know, I am such a fan of that because I mean, I wouldn't be able to work. I mean, it just, it just works. Aaron and I both work. And so it's, yeah. it's okay. And for us, for me and my roommate, it's a, it's a small amount of money out of our monthly budget, but the, and where there's two of us, the women who come clean our house, there's like six of them. Mm-hmm. They knock it out in 45 minutes. Yeah. And, and we live a happier life and a more generous life and a more open home because yeah. we're happy. So yeah. now if I could just find someone to come do all of these kids laundry, well, right. they do a lot of it, but you know, they're still that. Right. Um, okay. Can last question. Turn. He'll do that. What's that? And there's some sort of laundry intern you can find. I'm sure. Right. Hey, come work for me. Do laundry. Right, right. Um, okay, Annie, last question. What's a pet peeve that you have? People being late. Oh, I, I bet really, your dad instilled that in you. Yeah. Well, and to me, when when someone says, let's be there at five, I mean, I'm talking like, not things like, not every, I'm talking like when you're supposed to meet somebody somewhere or. Like me texting you today. So no, no, no. Call you 10 minutes <laughs> no. later. <laughs> no, because I was just sitting here. No, that's not what I mean. I mean more like. If there's 10 people eating dinner and there's one person who gets there 20 minutes late, so everybody doesn't get to sit, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff makes me crazy. Are you, this is my next question. I always ask people, are you one that says that or do you like just think it? Uh, I probably say it. (laughs) I say it enough that people. They know. No. Yeah. I'm super annoying, Jamie. No. Yeah. I mean, I just am kind of like, Hey guys. Um, Can't we all just like be on time? Or, you know, my friend Lindsay will often say, she doesn't live in Nashville anymore, but when we both lived in Nashville, she would say, Annie and I aren't going to ride together because I don't want to make her crazy because I will run late and she will. Oh, you know, you so know. Yeah, people just kind of know. People, just like I know that I love, know and love Lindsay and she's going to be tardy. She knows and loves that I'm going to be on time. See, there you go. If everybody just knows what's going on. That's right. That's right. Everybody's kind of allowed to have their own, um, pet peeves. And as long as you love other people and their pet peeves Mm -hmm. and they love you and theirs, I think it's all fine. It's exactly as long as you're just out in the open. Yeah, that's right. That's right. If you're secretly pet peeved with me and you haven't said, that's another problem. That's hilarious. It's like I went to the dentist yesterday and as soon as I sat in the chair, I said, I don't floss. Just I'm getting it out there. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't floss. So honest. And I never will. So have fun. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I never will. That's like, listen, I'm going to tell you up front. Not flushing. That's exactly right. Yep. Oh man, I want to be that honest next time I go. Well, Instead, I'm always like, I mean, I have <laughs> that <today>. one day. <laughs> yeah, I really mean to. Oh, why is flossing so hard? Oh, it's so hard. It's it's it's, it's it doesn't it's, seem valuable to me. So therefore, I've never done it. Right. Isn't that interesting? So then, back up to what you just asked me, pet peeve wise. You know, when number ten person at dinner shows up. 25 minutes after everybody else, what they are saying to everyone is, I don't value your time. I don't value you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, I have a big, that that's hard for me. I just did this. I'll tell you this real quick. I just did this thing with a guy here in Atlanta named Brian Coley. And he does a thing where his podcast is 
bringing people in and talking about their top 10 favorite movies and what the themes mean about who they are as people. Oh, wow. Right. It's so cool. I should, you should get him on your show. He's oh. so cool. But what he did. And so one of the things he said to me is he was like, in every one of your movies, the villain is misunderstanding, not a person or a, not like an evil person, like the Joker, uh-huh, but uh-huh. just a misunderstanding. Do you hate being misunderstood? And I was like, that to me is the same as being late. You know, like, you don't oh. understand. You don't understand. Why are you like? So like, you tell him your top favorite movies and he says, this yes. is what it says about you. Yes. Ooh, I want to go on his show. I know. I can connect y'all. It's, he's awesome. He's really, I mean, his whole job is looking at movies. Like I think his nonprofit is called Art Within. Oh, so work. cool. So cool, right? But yeah, it was the same kind of theme of like, I just want everyone to understand and be on time. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Man, we have covered the gamut here. This is, and, and every time I do these like happy half hours, it's only like the third round recorded. I'm always like, 30 minutes, that's it? Really? Like, can't we just keep talking? But we came in really close, and I was sure we wouldn't. Ah, we made it. We did it. We made we it. Did. Okay, Annie Downs, thanks for joining me. Thanks, I cannot wait to read your new book. I love your words. I love you as a person. And so I will be shouting your praises. Thank you. All right, guys, I'll see you next week for the regular happy hour, which comes out on Wednesday. Obviously, Joe Saxon's our guest. And the next happy hour, half hour, is going to be joined by, I have actually no idea. So we'll let you know when it happens. Thanks, guys. See you next week. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com.